Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Recording. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. Actually, for the last three, you're supposed to not say them. So it's like... I'm so lost. So it's like we're in five, four, and then they do this. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's what they do. Then you know you're in. Like in the movies or? Yeah, like on set or whatever. Um. More like news, I think. That used to be the thing. It was three, two, one. They just give you the hand signal. This is Grant joining me. Grant, who knows a lot of stuff about a lot of things. But joining me on, yeah. On the um, 19th episode of What Should I Watch? It's already been 19th episode. Wow. Including intro, it's 20 episodes. So next week will be your 20th episode. Crazy. Congratulations. I started on October 1st, and I remember kind of feeling stressed about, like, really want to start on October 1st and I did it and I wasn't happy with it <laughs> but I kind of pushed myself to do it and yeah it's been five months about five months so yeah yeah well congratulations it's been fun thanks for having me wait that doesn't make sense October 1st and it's February February yeah so I do it every week I'm lost I can't do it's the like math four months so 20th episode, yeah. I can't do the math, but anyway, you get the idea. 20. You know, I'm, I'm so bad at math. So I, I, went to, <laughs> I was in Costco today with a friend. You know, I don't have a membership, so I tagged along. And I wanted to get toilet paper. That was the only thing I wanted to get from Costco. <laughs> no, that's not true. There are a lot of things I wanted to get from Costco, but I, I, tr- I kind of brainwashed myself that I don't need anything else. I just need toilet paper. I usually get my toilet paper from Trader Joe's. So I went to Trader. Uh, I went to Costco, and I knew how much Trader Joe's toilet paper cost, and how many rolls, and how many sheets. So I wrote that down. And when I went to, <laughs> when I was standing in front of Costco toilet paper, yeah. which is nineteen point ninety nine, nineteen dollars ninety nine cents. Uh. It has thirty rolls. I forgot the how many oh sheets. And, tr- and I was looking at it like, I just didn't know how to calculate. Right. I lost for a second, and then my friend was like. What are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm trying to calculate if this is cheap. And she's like, I thought you needed it. And I'm like, yeah, I need it, but I want to make sure it's a good deal. It's a better deal than Trader Joe's. And then she's like, what, what are you trying to figure out? Let me figure that out for you. You know, so. That's good. Yeah. So I'm not very Asian in this sense. <laughs> I can't do the math. You do, you do some math good, but that gets kind of complicated when you're talking about how many rolls are in and then how many sheets are on it. 
Is it the same what like the price is? And then if it's Costco, is it like a different metric or something? Like the weight or whatever? It's <laughs> pounds and gallons and liters and yeah. Uh, let's stop talking about numbers. We should talk about when this episode's then gonna air because that'll be even more confusing. What? Uh, this is gonna be on February sixth. Right. Yeah. Good. Well, congratulations. So yeah, twentieth. Um. So I yeah. am planning something a little special, a little different for twentieth episode and up. So stay tuned. Um, 20th episode will air on the day before Valentine's Day. February 13th. 13th. Wait, am I doing the math right? Yeah. Monday is 6th. It's a Monday. And then the one day after 6 is plus 7 is 13th, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so stay tuned. Starting February 13th, uh, starting my 20th episode, there will be something special. Is that e sheep sal, e sheep sa? That's twenty four. Oh. Oh. Il sheep. Or is it just sheep sa? Yeah, there you go. Sheep but that's fourteen. That's so yeah. sheep some. Good job. Sheep some. Grant's been studying Korean. So. I haven't. I've been trying to, but okay. I haven't been studying enough. That's what I've been doing. I've been doing a little music, working a lot, and then studying a little tiny bit of Korean. What about you? What have you been doing? I've been working so much. Yeah. Um, work, work, work. Yeah. Have you had time to watch anything interesting? I actually, yeah. I I watched um, a little bit of this and that. But today, I wanted to talk about something. Um, I just feel like I have to do this. Because it's been talked so many times, and a lot of good actors are in the show. You know, there's always Christmas Eve, and then the eve of your birthday, or pre-birthday, yeah. pre, you know. So I feel like this is a pre-special episode, before my 20th episode. Oh, it's the 20th episode eve. <laughs> Pre-20th episode. So for today, I wanted to talk about something big. Kind of like a rite of passage kind of thing. For any Korean podcast. Okay. It's... So something popular? Yeah. Something that reached the world? You, you've you seen this. Okay. You've seen some episode with me, even. Gotcha. It's The Squid Game. Ah, oh, Squid Games. The Squid Games. The Squid Game. Game, yeah. There's no S, it's right? Singular, yeah. I've heard people say it so many different ways. <laughs> well, that's great. Squid Game. The Squid Game. Yeah, I think I think we just need to talk about it. And I've listened to some podcasts and like watched some YouTube, talked about this TV show, this Netflix show. But I think I could maybe talk in a little different way, from a different angle. Right. Because of, you know, I don't know, maybe I have some insights. Because you played the squid game when you were a kid. <laughs> I actually didn't. Um, but you knew about it. No, I didn't. No, oh, you didn't know yeah. about that one? Mm. But I know I know some games that they played in the show. Right. And I know some... I can talk about some things that ha- that are happening. Right. Um, I watched some YouTube stuff about the squid game. And 
I don't. It, it's you know, it's expected. Like you don't always get as a non-Korean viewers, you don't always understand why. Um, you understand enough to watch the show, but maybe you don't have full understanding of certain stuff. Right. So maybe that's some kind. Of, that's something that I can talk more about. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's good to talk about Squid Game. I think I found it to be a really interesting show. I think it came out at a time where what was this two years ago? It was twenty September, twenty twenty one. Okay, so yeah. So it was kind of in the middle of the Year pandemic. Year and a half, yeah. Pandemic was one, but the other thing was, it was very unique, and it was very smart writing, but typical of Korean shows, like good writing. I felt like characters were good. There was a lot of twists and turns. It was kind of a mystery, a little bit. But then also, uh, the stakes are really high. Which a lot of Korean shows, I feel like, they raise the stakes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay, it's life or death. And this was basically, yes, straight up life or death. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the theme of the Squid Game about humanities and um, life and maybe the, you know, different class, you know, your socioeconomic background right. and, you know, just the overall theme of the show kind of maybe felt really big on us because of the pandemic and what a lot of people were going through at the time. Right. Had this come out in 2017 or, you know, 2015, I don't know if it would have had... Yeah, the same impact. Yeah. And I think also, you know, the year before, Parasite was really big. Right. Or two years before. So the whole Korean media wasn't super new to a lot of viewers. Yeah. So I think that too, you know. Yeah, that might have been probably the first one that really blew up on Netflix. The Squid Game? Yeah. Yeah. To be that popular. Right. But that's right. There's the string. There's the string of movies and TV shows as well as K-pop. But right. you had Parasite. Then you had Minari. I think Minari was after... Minari was after. Yeah. Yeah, after Squid Game, right? I think so. So you have Parasite wins an Oscar. And then. That was a just really big breakout of yeah. the whole Korean thing. And, you know, I mean, yeah, of course, there's a Korean drama fans and K pop and all that, but that's for a certain group. Right. So for this Squid Game to be super successful, World, I think. Worldwide. Yeah. To you know the public general public, mm-hmm. I think um, the fame of Parasite definitely helped, in right. my opinion. Yeah, I think it did, and it, it was on Netflix, right? So it had the right streaming service, definitely mm-hmm. for the time. This is a good one to talk about. Yeah. What Should I still do the summary? I don't know if you need it. Do you? Insert music here. Well, I I don't want to assume. True. You know, like what if no one has someone is curious? Like about what if games? what if somebody has podcasts about Star Wars and I'm like yeah we don't need to talk about what's happening in Star Wars <laughs> like if I were to listen to like well I don't know anything about Star Wars I know there's like Yoda but I don't know anything <laughs> right that's all you know is Yoda um, the little green guy 
What do I know? <laughs> so I don't want to assume. I shouldn't assume that everybody knows what hap- what's happening in Squid Game. Right. Or By what, the way, what's happening what in Star about. Wars? What's happening like, in Star Wars? What, what would you say in like one-liner Star Wars? Uh, family wizards? <laughs> okay, know. let's skip. What is it about Star Wars? I don't know. I can't... Uh, can't describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm probably not gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, so. you never will. If you waited this long, you probably won't ever watch it. <laughs> I tried one time. I even paid to get into the theater to watch it, <laughs> and I totally fell asleep. No offense to a Star Wars fan, I just can't. I don't know what what it is. I couldn't do it. So I'm not gonna assume everybody knows what's happening in the Squid Game. So I'm just gonna do really, really quick summary. So let's insert. Insert music now and title. Here's a summary of the Korean Netflix original, The Squid Game. The Squid Game begins with Song Ki-hoon's narration explaining the children's game, Squid Game. After the divorce, he's been living with his aged mother working odd jobs like a valet driver. He doesn't have money to even buy his daughter's birthday gift, but he can't quit horse racing gambling. He's chased by private moneylenders and eventually ends up writing an agreement of fiscal abandonment in exchange for debt forgiveness. However, a man in a nice suit approaches Ki-hoon in a subway station and offers a hundred thousand won for playing a simple kids game. This is about hundred dollars in US dollars. Gi-hoon keeps getting slapped because he doesn't have money to pay the man every time he loses. But surprisingly, the man knows all about Gi-hoon's situation and gives him a business card saying he could make a lot of money. On the other hand, Gi-hoon's neighborhood friend Jo Sang-woo is also tricked into the game. Everyone thinks that he is on a roll at a big investment firm after graduating summa cum laude from Seoul National University. But in reality, he lost all of his clients' money and is sitting on a huge amount of debt. For him, who has no future or hope, this game is worth investing his life. After being transported in a mysterious car full of knockout gas, Ki-hoon wakes up with number 456 on his chest. Inside a building with no windows, he's in a room full of bunk beds and everyone is wearing the same green training suit with the signed numbers. Some of them are swindlers and gangsters, but others, such as North Korean defector, an old man with dementia, an illegal immigrant, are involuntarily shunned by the society and have had a hard time making ends meet. After the first game, red light, green light, participants fiercely protest because they saw the eliminated player killed on the spot during the game. So the organizer announces that they have the right to vote whether the game will progress to the next stage. And by a majority vote, the game is stopped and the participants return to their life. However, Ki-hoon realizes that everyday life is just as hellish, and he voluntarily applies to participate in the game again. When he returns to the mysterious building aka the Killing Field, he meets the same participants from before. 
and they will have to either kill or be killed in the remaining five games for the remaining five days. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. What a setup, huh? I think the biggest thing about this drama that hit me, I mean, all everything you said five minutes ago, you know, high stake and, you know, writing is good. All of that is good. But really what it did for me is that music and the type of games they played. Oh, cool. Do you remember the music with the kind of like a yeah. recorder? Yeah. Like a slightly out of pitch kind of recorder. Right. It's like a kid's toy, a yeah, broken kid's toy or exactly. something like that. Yeah, the pitch is a little off, yeah. Um, and the games are like all kind of old. I don't think the Korean current Korean kids growing up playing those games. Right. I mean, they probably all play computer game or cell phone game or something like that, you know. But that green light, red light, mm-hmm. do you have that here in yeah. America? Okay. So, yeah, that was one we played as a kid. Played, yeah, I played that as a kid. Yeah. So... You know, all the games they play in here is like pretty much kids game and the music. So the method of killing is by using the most naive, you know, innocent game. Right, gotcha. You know. Yeah, so you're thinking it's an innocent kids game, but really it's, yeah, it's life or death kids So game. let's say like if they played blackjack and like, okay, if, right. you, if you lose this round, you're killed on the table. I don't think it had the same effect. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, to think about, you know, gambling or something like that, because a lot of that's the people that are in I mean, Russian this Berlin. game is, is, is about gambling. Like, they're gamblers. Or yeah. they're, they're people that gamble with their lives, and right. they also gamble with money and are in debt. And they've been basically playing adult games, right? And, <laughs> right. Lo- and losing, or right. losing in, in the game of life. Right. And here's something that goes down to the basic fundamental, like, mm-hmm. oh, let's look at a kid's game. Because every game is just right. It's just a kid's game. Like, yeah. There's marbles. I mean, it's like, okay, <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you bet on, like, or right. it doesn't matter what you gamble on. Like, understand that this is, you know, your life is a gamble, I guess. Yeah, I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah, I think I thought about why this show, like, was so I wouldn't say horrifying but it just it kind of hit me in a different way you know like I told Mary that I I would watch other horror movies or whatever but I can't do zombie yeah and the other day at my work we were talking about something and then um, they were all surprised like oh T can't doesn't like zombie like I would never think that one you know <laughs> they're, they're all and I don't know why what it is about zombie but I think it's because it's too human mm. and I think human being that sort of like animal kind of thing I think that's horrifying if it's like a you know really psychopath killer just killing for no reason I think that's easier for me <laughs> <laughs> just you know Jeffrey Dahmer like going around eating people or whatever you wow. know I think for me that's easier but like it's almost human or like in a hu- perfectly human form just has this evil intention. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but I think because there's this something squid- supernatural that you don't like about it, maybe because zombies game. aren't real, right? I mean, is it? Wait, or, or, or it is. It's yeah, a, I don't know. it's like a supernatural thing. It's something that doesn't really exist. I guess. I don't know. Maybe do they do exist? 
But the idea of them. Have is you thought more, about it? They exist in like Nevada or <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> that idea is more there? scary for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think they were onto that. Obviously, they were onto something about that. Because yeah, they could have picked any games, right? Yeah. So I think it was, and also because I know some of these games and I right. play them, and you know, it's just such a simple game. Well, we all have a, a reference to them, right? Right. Or at least, uh, especially if you were born in Korea. But like, you know, the red light, green light, everyone has a reference to that. Mm-hmm. So they, it's like, oh, that is pretty horrifying to think a simple, simple childhood game could be life or death. Right. Yeah. With the music that's so just childish. Right. I think if it had music that's typical action movie like mm-hmm. with the whole full or- orchestra and like, you know, <laughs> maybe like, I don't think it would have had the same effect. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's a, uh, this is almost like so naive and like kind of in a almost cute music, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then it's used when somebody's like bleeding death. Kind of like, what about Chucky? You have, a problem, <laughs> you have a problem with Chucky? I don't like Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a like an ice cream truck. Yeah. Like I've, I feel like they they do that sometimes in horror movies. They use something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like a little off. Like right. But simple, like childlike. You know. Even in um, you know, this Korean movie, Old Boy. Uh-huh. Um, they used what was it? It's an opera. Um, oh, like a famous opera. I think. Uh, forgot what it was from. I didn't see that so, but it yeah. it's uh, like a war scene and mm. they use this really kind of like a great opera song interesting in the scene and that kind of makes it like more gruesome right yeah okay so music and child childlike games I looked up um, the I looked up the director. His name is Hwang Donghyuk. And he's done some movies in Korea that had good run. Mm. But I was like, how how did he even like come up with this idea? Like how, you know, it was so like out of because the movies he did in before, they were pretty big, but it wasn't I mean, this is so like creative. Right. In the you know, cruelest way. <laughs> right. So I looked him up and, you know, one of the characters in the show, he's like, he went to Seoul National University, which is like a Harvard of Korea. And, you know, he's supposed to be a really big investment, you know, finance guy. And, but this director and writer, uh, he wrote this and then he directed himself. He himself went to Seoul National University. So I was mm. like, okay, I guess he's a smart guy. <laughs> right. And then um, it said that he also studied cinema in um, at he studied cinema at USC. Oh, really? Yeah, in California. Yeah. But I think what was surprising to me is that I've seen some TV shows or like a series mm-hmm. that were made by movie directors. Right. And I feel like when movie directors try to make something more than like two hours movie, right? Like in a series, it kind of feels like slow, and there's just it extended does, for no reason doesn't you know? quite work yeah. yeah but this didn't feel that way it was like so tight every episode was so tight and 
I was really yeah. surprised that it was actually made by a movie director. Did you feel like this show was like really better than most shows that you've seen? Like, did it did it really hit with you? Did you really? In a very different way. I mean, what I read is that this he pitched this show. So he had this idea, like he had the you know script, mm-hmm. and he pitched this to a lot of. Um, Studios in Korea, yeah, and some of the studios were really big, and they'll like you know welcome anything that he would do, but they all said no because it was way, uh, you know, out of the line for any right. Korean production company will do, and like you know we just can't approve something like to that, you know, degree, yeah, the yeah. death basically. It's yeah. The also, the description and everything was too much, and right. he wouldn't like budge. He's like, I have to have those scenes. I have to, you know. So they all said no. And then Netflix <laughs> was like, okay, let's do it, you know, because wow. it was Netflix, you know, right. Netflix, you know, they have their own set of standards. So yeah, they took a chance. And I guess they want, you know, the, there was a news article right after this came out. Yeah. The Netflix owner, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know. He's a CEO, I guess. Yeah, I, I said, uh, CEO Joe, I guess he went to Korea and then he... Um, had this like a press conference thing and wearing the green tracksuit. Oh, really? And then he had number five, uh, four, five, seven. Oh, okay. And then everyone was like, that implies season two. Right. So this was two years ago and everybody's talking about, <laughs> oh, he, you know. But indeed, I think season two is coming out. Well, the way that it ended, it was, uh, it felt like, oh, yeah, they definitely could. I mean, the, the look on his face. Right. But but he also could have, that could have been in the story and just know that hey this guy is gonna go back and he's really gonna try to do something with it you know I, I think I'm okay with not seeing season two because yeah. it just kind of implies a bad cycle of human history right you know like because he was at the end he was sort of like okay I'm gonna crack those guys down you know right but he'll become just another front man just another bad guy just being absorbed yeah, in this group and that's basically how human history goes or has been. Or would or would he be able to make change? Right. So let's talk about the actors. I think that's something I can talk about different from other podcasts that talked about this show. Yeah. So aside from Crazy Story, um, this show had a lot of tension in Korea because of the actors. Because there were like... A lot of good actors oh. in the TV show, uh-huh. technically TV show, right? Yeah. So everybody was like, "Whoa, you got all those actors oh, in so there one more, TV show." There were more movies. Yeah, there were more serious movie actors. Um, or just the fact that you had all those names in one place on one project. That too. That too. So both. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. And the main guy, Ki Hoon, he's yeah. a really big actor in Korea. Right, I've seen him before. Yeah, and he's more of a movie guy too. He, I don't remember. I don't know if he ever did any TV show. In fact, hmm. maybe like a few back in the day, back in like nineties. Right. Um, he looks young-ish, but he's not young. He's like fifty. I think he's fifty this year. Or he's definitely like fifty, early fifties. So he's been around for a long time, and you know he had a lot of. He he has had a lot of female fans. 
Um, and I think, in fact, he's now dating... Um, I don't know if you're familiar with CJ Group. It's a Korean, big Korean corporation. Oh, yeah, the CJ. company. CJ. They make food and they also yeah, do entertainment. And I think he's dating CJ's, one of one of their heirs. Oh, um, the daughter of yeah, daughters, the company. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> good for him. Yeah, but he's a he's a really big actor. In what was Korea. he in? Uh, what was made him popular that I might have seen? I don't think you saw anything. Uh, he definitely had a familiar look, but I don't remember exactly what it was. I think he reminds me of the soccer player too. <laughs> Son, he kind of looks like that guy. They have a similar look. Not just because they're both Korean. Yeah. Uh, no, you. I don't think you saw anything that he was in. Okay. He was in this um, this state of Secretary of State. It's a TV show and it's on Netflix. So I don't know if you clicked on it. I know sometimes you watch political TV shows. So mm. if you clicked on it, you might have seen him in there. Maybe. Does he have his own office and like a group of people that help him? Because he's like uh, those. Um, I think I did see that, but I don't think I saw state. that first. I think I saw that after. Okay. After I saw Squid Game. So yeah, he's um, yeah he's not so young. He's he's fifty. He's been around and done a lot of stuff and a lot of female fans. So the fact that he was in series, a TV series, that was a big uh, news. And then. The you know the guy the recruiter yeah in a train station that guy I've seen that guy before too. yeah he's huge um, one of my friends in Korea she's she's like yeah was he the guy from uh, Goblin yeah okay I remember, so he's I and he's also in Train to Busan I think that's another oh, famous movie to yeah. international fans zombies yeah zombies. I actually did watch this one. That was good. That was a good one. So he's the main guy in Train to Busan and Goblin. Oh my god, I love that show. Man. I never finished that, but I liked it. I'm going I to. I I have my agenda for Goblin. Oh, good. in the future. <laughs> and he's also in um, this movie that came out recently called Kim Ji Young, born in 1982. I know you read the book. Yeah. So they made it into a movie, and he's the, I think he's the husband. Oh, okay. Whoa, it's been a while since I read that. So. I don't know if I remember exactly what that was all about. That's a good one to revisit. So when did the movie come out? Recently? Yeah, I think year maybe, ago? yeah, a year or two. Huh. So he's really big. Uh, he definitely has a lot of female fans. My friend goes crazy for him. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> he's super tall, too. Yeah, tall. So, also, he's he's kind of like a cameo in that Yeah, show. it's a cameo role. He just comes in and slaps him around. A good yeah. Bit. And then you see him again later. And I think it's that's has like a bigger impact than him being in a... Because the fact a that, star, like... yeah. Yeah, a star cameo in the show. Yeah. That's like... <laughs> Whoa, he's in it, but he's like a star at Cameo. So that was big. But then the really big one is the, the frontman, you know, the big boss oh, yeah. behind the yeah. mask. You don't see him till the like last episode or something. I actually didn't know he was going to... So his name is... E- Maybe I should... Act- you know what? I always feel like I don't actually mention the actor's name. Um, so the Lee Jong-jae, he's the, the main kind of 
life loser guy who mm-hmm. participated in the game. His actor's name is Lee Jong Jae, and the uh, train to Busan guy, the recruiter, is Gong Yu. That's his Gong name. Yu. Goblin guy. Yeah, goblin. And uh, the scary mask man, the boss. What are they called? Front runner. Front man. Front man. What's his name? Lee Pyong Hun. Pyong Hun. Yeah, kind of tricky to pronounce, but he's really big, and he's a. Um, I have to admit, he's probably the best actor in the show. Yeah, he's really great. He's he's in a lot of stuff. Um, you've seen him in Mr. Sunshine. Yeah, Mr. Sunshine was great. And he's actually done some Hollywood stuff before, oh. uh, some years ago. Do you know the movie um, G.I. Joe? Yeah. Was he <laughs> he in was G.I. in that. I think it was a really small role, but he was in that one, and he's also in the movie Red with Bruce Willis. I didn't see that. I, I actually saw that one, Red. I loved it. Oh, cool. It's like a black comedy noir. It's, it's Action. Perfect for me. I love it. Yeah. Action, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. So he's in that one, and he's he is really just such a phenomenal actor. And I'm currently watching a Korean TV show that also has him, hmm. and he's just a completely different character in this one. And it just feels like, you know, he just makes you believe in that character. Right. It doesn't look like he's acting. You know, he's yeah. he is that character. You know, almost kind of like a is this documentary? You know. So Lee Byung-hun, he's the the boss, big boss. And Lee Byung-hun, definitely he's movie actor, big movie actor. So it's just the fact that he's in it with all these Lee Jung-jae, Gong Yoo, that yeah. was a really big deal for right. Koreans. Um, but I was thinking, like, if they were to make this in Hollywood, I kind of thought Lee Jung-jae, the Ki-hoon character, looks like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you don't think so? Yeah. I can see that. You can kind of see similarities, the right? The Korean version. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. And then, like, Chris Evans in a suit will come up and then, like, hey, you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah. Chris <laughs> Evans, I can see that. And then, like, Chris Evans will start slap Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably have uh, Ryan Gosling as, well, as a No, I cannot <laughs> see that one. Okay. Although that's also another good casting. Yeah, I can totally see Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling could be like the um, the friend who's like yeah. a big investment guy, right. finance oh, guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling could be like the yeah. neighborhood friend and who did well in school. Yeah, and... everybody thinks he's on a role, but then right. really he's on a huge dad. And yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of something like uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh yeah, yeah in the yeah, way because yeah. you had George Clooney. Right. You had Brad Pitt, and you had Matt Damon. Right. And like the joke oh, was, yeah. this that was like a three, crazy casting. Three uh, people's sexiest men alive at the time. <laughs> They'd all want it, you know. And right. these are big names. And right. But the difference is that was a movie. This right. isn't a movie. This is a TV show, yeah. like you said. It's nine That's episodes. It. Yeah. Something like the morning show, maybe on Apple. Like that had a oh, lot of big names: yeah. Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, right. Steve Carell. But we're just talking about the guys. What about the girls in the show? They're all kind of popular too, right? Now they are, but they weren't. They weren't at you all. You know, the um, North Korean defector girl, she was a fashion model. Yeah, the tall, skinny one. But yeah. she was kind of known, right? No, as not a, at all. Not, at all. Like, nobody, not even as a fashion model? No. Hmm. I mean, not to my knowledge. 
So she wasn't like one of the. She wasn't. There are some fashion models that are just really big, but right. I don't think she was one of them. She and wasn't she even just, big, huh? Yeah, and she now she's. I mean, huge. Um, and the other girl who crazy girl, she had a cool performance. <laughs> I, I've seen her in some TV shows. Yeah. She's a more of a theater actor actress. Okay. Um, she's actually the crazy girl. She's a she's a basically con man or con woman okay. in a real life. Okay. And that's why she keeps lying and right. she's like trying to always wiggle out of the situation. Right. And, yeah. She's trying to su- choose the right side. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I was thinking the um the there's a gangster character in the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I was totally thinking John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo? <laughs> As a gangster? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's done some darker stuff like right? that. Yeah, I can see that. He's just so small. I know, but that actor it's not about the size, no, it's just the right, character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he could pull that off for sure. Yeah, I was totally picturing him. I was and picturing then, a little more muscle, um, a more American muscle, something like um, that. But I'm I'm old, so I was like Bruce Willis or something like that. You know? Got Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock. Yeah, Dwayne the Rock. Yeah, it's so stereotype. Yeah. That's okay, what about the big boss? Somebody with like really good acting. The chop. old guy. The the front man. The oldest guy, right? No, not no, the, the oldest man. one. Oh, who would the be The frontman. Lee Byung-hun character. Ooh. For the... I was thinking Javier Bardem. Okay. I could see that. Good he acting, just certain presence. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's funny who you would cast in this. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetical casting. Yeah, it's good. You're, um, yeah. you're well-rounded. You have some, you know, some different, uh, different people, different genres, and not just A-listers. But yeah, so you had Chris Evans, Ryan Reynolds, Javier Bardem as the front, and then... Uh, old man? Um, what's his name? Yeah, who would you do the old man? Um, he passed away. Um, the Wait, Lord of the Ring. Lord of the Ring. Gandalf? Gandalf. Oh, Ian Holmes or Ian McKellen? No, Holmes is the McKellen. Hobbit. Ian McKellen. McKellen, yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. I think Ian McKellen would have been perfect. Yeah, that would have been good. I was going to say De Niro would probably be good. Or oh, what's his name? Like in Love Alpacino. Actually, the the creepy singer. Bill Nye. Bill uh, Bill Nye. Nye. Bill Nye. Yeah. I think Bill Nye could do the old man. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your cast is more like world 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 cast. Mm, yeah, I'm not That's always good. on. I'm always on thinking life. about Americans. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm American. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sorry. Is there any other characters? Oh, the detective. The undercover. Yeah. Who would the undercover person be? Bradley that could be Coop- right. Bradley Boston. Cooper. Bradley Cooper? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I was thinking that. Because he's Bradley also kind of... Well, maybe Bradley is a little... I'm sorry, Bradley, but you're a little too old for that role. Because in Korean version, he's really young. He's like a kind of new detective. He's young and new. Oh, but remember, he's also the younger brother... Right, of, of the... Of the front yeah. So to guy. match with Javier, it has to be somebody yeah. younger. So those two would have to maybe... Diego Luda? Some, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bring those two Well, actually, Diego is not so young, so... Not anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah... My point was that the actors were really big in the show. Right. Yeah. And having them all together was just, you know, big deal. It was big news. Well, I'm sure that also helped propel it to become something special. What do you think about the costumes? 
Oh, you know, the costume is something I I decided to talk about this because mm-hmm. I'm proud of my show being all age friendly so far. Mm-hmm. But then this show is um, 18 and over. Mm-hmm. In America, it's 19 and over. For uh, Do they say, squid, the Squid Game? Yeah. Do they say like 18 and over or 19 and over? It's like 13 and then next PG-13. PG-13 and then 17 is, so is R. Basically rated. in Korea, I think, or maybe in America too, like you have to be an adult to watch this. Right. You have to be old enough to drive a car. I think that's the... <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't talk about this because my listeners, if they were to be like 14, right. like, well, I should talk about the whole show, but I can't watch it, you know? Well, but I'm sure they have seen it. I, you know, during the Halloween, yeah. I've seen a lot of little kids. Like I'm talking about little little kids, <laughs> right? Wearing it, running around with a tracksuit. <laughs> and then I'm sure those kids ask the mom, like, "Mom, what is this? It's Halloween. I want to wear my Spider-Man." Or and then the mom, I don't think mom fought with their like argued with their kids. See, Son, I love you, but you have to wear this green. <laughs> tracks it for me you know i'm sure the kids knew what they were wearing yeah of course of so course. despite all the you know cruelty and whatever's happening in the show i think the little kids still watch the show to a certain extent and they all understood what was going on and they probably wanted to wear this right well i think the i think nowadays where people are getting their information, where kids get their information. Oh, yeah. They don't necessarily even have to watch the show. Yeah, they just true. have to see some clip yeah. that's like, oh, cool, I want I want to do that. Right. But yeah, it also could have been the parents. Some some of them could have been the parents' idea. That's <laughs> but yeah. funny, though, that it was a good Halloween costume. Oh, my God, yeah. it was. I couldn't, like, I actually thought about it. I couldn't even find any website that it had in stock. <laughs> it like, sold out so fast. Yeah. Regardless everybody, of size. Everybody had that idea. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a good yeah. game costume. Perfect. And then the pink one too, like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so yeah, I think squares um, and the triangles. The yeah. Circles. So yeah, I think um, I think I'm I'm okay doing this show and not marking um, adult only. Right? Yeah, I think you're okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I think the it's a really smart idea to have that tracksuit. Mm-hmm. In a way, it reminds you of prisoners, you know? Yeah, I think that's the first thing you think of. But it's, you know, you have the prisoners and you have the guards. Right. But there's money and there's no rules. There's rules in prison. Right. I guess there's some rules, but, you know, them letting them kind of just do whatever at night, once they figure that out, (laughs) like, hey, the game isn't stop, you know? Right. Like, there's the the game in the yard, but there's also... Yeah. Well, it's basically a whole other world. Society created in that, Yeah. you know, that whole fall prison. So that's a that's the topic that's, you know, for movies. Like, what do, what do people do in right. these different... Or books. Yeah. Something we've been talking about. Well, I, I thought about, like, Aldous Huxley, yeah. you know, when I was watching it. Or like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Lord of the Flies or George Orwell. All that stuff. It's a common theme of what do we do as humans when we're in these situations, right? Circumstances. Yeah. Life or death. Stakes. Desperate measures. So let me ask you this. How much money were they playing for? 
Oh. Was it 43 billion won? Uh, I remember thinking about that and wondering if it was really that much money. <laughs> In American dollars. Okay, you're asking about numbers again, so <laughs> I'm going to have to use my fingers and my toes. Um, <laughs> so it's four... You know, it's interesting because the money is 456 million, and that was the number that ki had. Mm, 456? And there were 456 participants. Right. So it's literally is every participant... Is Uh-huh. I didn't notice that. So every participant life would be worth million dollars. Gotcha. Or million one. So it's four hundred fifty three million one. Not four hundred and fifty three <laughs> billion one. <laughs> I'm gonna put my head down. American and... dollars, that's only like four million dollars. No, um so That's what I'm wondering. Because four million dollars, you're know. gonna kill all these people for four million dollars? Even f- I mean forty you can kinda of believe a little bit better, I guess. But 400, that would be, maybe that's more believable. I don't know. That's right, though. It, it did say four, five, six. 11 digits. 11 digits. That doesn't help So, me. minus <laughs> Take away three. four? Take away three? Minus three is eight digits. Okay. Eight digits total. So that's like 45 million, I think. Yes. Yeah. Forty-five so, yeah, million. All that death and killing, life or death, for forty-five million. You feel like that's worth it? I think that's a good point because, you know, they go back to their normal life, right? Yeah. And their normal life is crap. just as bad or worse. Right. So the money amount almost doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be huge. It's about hope, like, yeah. which, and it's that also tells have. you. Yeah. The characters' personality... They're desperate. They're desperate. Also, yeah. they like to gamble. Yeah. Not everybody's gamblers in this... Uh, the, not not all the participants are gamblers. Right. But because their life's so miserable, and they all kind of feel like suicidal or, yep. you know, hopeless, they just feel like, okay, why not? They At least feel, I have a shot there. Yeah, this is the only chance I have. So. Yeah. I can't live like this, so why not? Who's your favorite character? Ooh, I was going to ask you that question. No, I was going to ask you a slightly different question. Uh, I don't have my favorite character. And I I don't know if I like this show or don't like the show. I, I, I think I have complicated mm. feelings with this show. I like the show, but it's different than like, ooh, I love this TV show Goblin. You know, it's not. Right. It's different. That's a good point because it is like it's so raw, you know. Yeah, there's not a lot to like. Like you don't like that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like you know. I I saw this comment on um, like Facebook. It's like you don't want to like the bad news comment, but like you you don't want to like it to like. You know well, what I mean? Think about this. I don't know if it's called meta, but if you're looking at it that way, what does it say about us that we like to show so much? <laughs> or that we as humans Whoa, made a show wait, like that so popular. Like this inception. <laughs> wait, right? what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's also part of the writer's point. Is that you're you're also part of this game by watching this and making this show popular. Because you 
like these characters and this type of violence and these type of people. But you you're conflicted, right? Yeah, it's like I I don't want to click on like. Right. But I, I like, you this, know. Okay, would you watch this show again? It doesn't feel like a show that I would watch again necessarily. Maybe. But it's not like one where like, you know what? That was so good. I really got to see that again. Did you feel that way afterwards? You know, there are other shows. Like, I would definitely watch Quentin Tarantino's and right. some of the like, you know, those raw, kind of gory ones. Right. I don't mind watching it again, but this one, I don't know if I'll watch it again. Interesting. Do you know why? You I think it, it deals with very, like... I just keep saying this word, but I think it because it almost like pokes the the deepest, the most raw human instinct, mm. and maybe it's kind of like a you know my weakness and taboo, something that you should mess with, something that you don't want to reveal, almost like it's your weakness that you don't want to reveal to anyone else, but it feels like it's kind of you know. It's out in the world. It's like somebody knew my secret. Right. And you kind of feel I don't it's hard to describe, but you know what I mean? Like Yeah, that's a good point. It's a uh, and it's it's hap- it happens to be the human emotions that we all have somewhere. Mhm. We because we've all had conflicted situation with money and humanities and you know, friendship, all of these, you know. The, what participants go through in the show so I feel like it's almost like you're watching you know sometimes when I edit like I don't want to hear my voice yeah <laughs> but while watching this show it's almost like seeing yourself in a different way mm. like more in a dramatic way because right. of the TV show but uh-huh. it's like yeah again who am I to watch the show or why why is this something that's for me that's sort of I think that's what I felt yeah I yeah. wonder too if it's uh you know, the American or, I don't know, the sort of language of violence in uh-huh. on film or in shows, obviously it's been done a lot, right? Right. But every country kind of has a different, yeah. you know, and, and right. I think a lot of horror movies touch on that. Like a horror movie from Japan or from China or Korea it just gets popular one year and like we right. can't quite put our finger on it, but that was something unique. Right. And it's maybe because of how the culture is, is dealing with those topics, right? So for you, this... I don't know, the way they portray this violence, it's not that it's that much different, but the context is definitely different. There were definitely shows... I remember that there was this game show movie, Running Man. That's what it was called, Running Man. Korean one? No, it was uh, it was American. It was with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Whoa! And it was an old movie, maybe in the eighties, I think it was. But he is a contestant on this TV show, and it was these. They just literally fight to the death. That's what they do. So you pick this contestant, and then there's like these gladiators that already are on the show, mm. and they've just survived because they've killed. They've been able to kill all the contestants. So you have like three or four contestants and they compete against these like gladiators in these different competitions. And if, if they lose, then they die. This or is a real game show? No, this is just a TV, a movie. Oh. But it was, ta- it was talking about some of the same ideas. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, like this is what 
TV's going to be in the future. It's like, Got it. it's going to yeah. be like fight to the death, right. um, which ironically is kind of entertainment of the past, right? Like something like Gladiator from Roman right. times or whatever. I mean, it's, a, it's right. full circle, but at the same time, this was, they were just talking about how like violence, yeah, you know, yeah. begets violence and watching violence and there's an industry for it and it's about money right. and all that kind of stuff. So that I remember seeing, but dude, that, that wasn't like a fun movie. That didn't feel good for me. <laughs> So I'm thinking about that context of how I remember watching that when I was younger and your context because you're watching this Korean society and I was watching this American society. Yeah. So The Running Man. Hmm. Go out and watch it, people. If you haven't seen it already. Running Man? The Running Man? One of those. So let's talk about games. There are six games, but I look at it as... Nine games total, because I feel like the first, the flapping, the envelope flapping game in the subway. Oh yeah, the, that's basically a game too. Right, that's kind of the first game. That's a very typical boys game as a kid. I don't. Do you guys play this here? No. Yeah. We might have something similar, but I didn't ever see it. Got it. Well, it's technically not. It's not envelopes. It's a. You just fold paper a certain way. Right. Um, so they're all like interconnected so it wouldn't like unfold fall apart right so it's just like really thick paper you just fold it a certain way um, and then you just slap it really hard on the like ground so you basically flip, flip the other one by slapping it like flip it by, over yeah mm, so you're just trying to flip it over right gotcha. it's really simple game just yeah and that's why it's an old school because back cool. in the game nobody had Nintendo, nobody had right. cell phone game, and they had paper. They had paper, so you just fold it a certain way, and they and people figured out how to fold those paper in in a way that makes it thicker and then wouldn't mm-hmm. unfold. Right. And then they just you know hit the other paper, and then whoever flips it over, they win. Yeah, Such a, a simple game. It's a cool game. It's very typical like a little boys game, and it makes sense to man. Two grown-up men right. doing that on the subway station with a stake of $100. And it slaps. And he can't even pay $100, so he's like, okay. It's the same same idea with, you know, he, he wrote this agreement. Right. Like a memorandum, like, okay, I'll, you can take my liver, you can take my kidney, because I can't pay pay you back with all this gamble, gambling debt. You know, same thing, like, okay, I, I can't give you $100 for losing this one round. Like, you flipped, my, you flipped over mine, so you can hit me. So I feel like that was literally actually the first game of this whole Squid Game thing. That was kind of like intro. You it was know? a foreshadowing, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there's red light, green light. You know, I have to tell you that um, the robot that kills... Yeah, the girl? Yeah. That's actually... Um, I'm pretty sure it, that's what it is. So very old school Korean like textbooks. It's vintage, sort of. Has this two characters. It's kind of like a John and Mary kind of thing in America. Oh. So in Korean... The, the same two characters? It's like a, um, Chosu Younghee. Those are the names. Oh. So it's basically um, Joe and Jane kind of thing. Right. And Younghee, like when you look at old school vintage textbook, it looks exactly like that. Wow. Cool. I didn't know that. And... Because these games and all these ideas are kind of like a childhood and vintage, I'm right. sure that was the idea. Yeah, that so makes it's sense. not just random um, design that somebody came up with. It's based on vintage, 
know. Yeah. And because Korean schools, they all have same textbook. Uh huh. It's all you know. It's regulated. Yeah. By the government. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's not North Korea. No, it's just the government. It's free education for every, all. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, and so government gives out textbook. Everybody gets free textbook, right. and it's all the same thing. So there's these that could you know well, illu- illustration and right. And yeah. was there like animation too? For like if they had little videos or anything like that, or is it just the? I don't know. I mean, I'm talking about like vintage textbook. Right. So this is back in old. the day. So well, so now do you think they've made sure that they don't make those characters anymore? Because it's, it's a little different. Game. Plus, like the games that. <laughs> No, I think even when I was in Korea, I don't know if I saw that character. I can't remember. Mm. But that specific look with the like a ponytail, not ponytail, the pigtail right. on the sides, that's very like a typical vintage stereotype um, textbook character. That's cool. So I think that's even more... Creepy. Kind of Yeah. Mm. Seeing that character turning into a killing machine. <laughs> they didn't have the boy version in the show, did they? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think so. But the round set two, round two, mm-hmm. the candy they had to break off. Oh right. I actually did that um, several times when I was a kid. Yeah. And Tell me about that. It's I, I'm even like too young uh, of a generation uh, to talk about that. Like I think it's more of my mom's generation. So it's kind of a holdover. Like your parents knew about it and they did it when they were kids, but then you. So got my a generation, bit of it. like yeah. we did it a little bit, but it wasn't right. huge. But it's basically you can make it at home. I'm sure if you look up now, like a talgona, that word became a huge. Right. Uh, talgona is a thing. It's talgona coffee, talgona. Even like I saw, um, some ice cream flavor hmm. at a like um, American <laughs> grocery store. It said talgona flavor. I was like, whoa. Cool. Um, but yeah, basically. Because back in the day, like 60s and 70s, or even like 50s, you don't really have a choice of a lot of food or snacks, so you burn sugar. <laughs> it's uh, like a burnt caramel. Right. That sounds really kind of gastronomical now, but <laughs> it's not It's not foody kind of thing. It's back in the day, people just, okay, we'll That's just... all you had. You just make sugar. <laughs> yeah. And you put a little design on there, right? So that the kids will buy it. Right. So you have a little, like, it's kind of cookie-cutter kind of thing, so you just <laughs> do it, and then... Um, you think they're still doing that in North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just as their normal treat? I mean, I don't know if they even have access to oh, that much sugar. Oh, they might not have done that, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember doing that when I was a kid, but I wasn't a huge... You didn't like it? ...snack eater. Mm. Um, I didn't like eating in general, so I was like, okay, that's cool. Um and then, like, what happens is that you go... To, it's like a street vendor. Mm-hmm. So you make the shape. And then what happens is... So in the show, the game is that you have to cut exactly the shape, right? right? In a normal life, when you don't have to get killed, you make the exact shape, you break off the exact shape, right. you get a free one. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. So you you do it in front of them. Yeah. Okay. So you don't, I mean, you don't have to, but, but you can. if you do it, like, exactly the shape, right. and then, like, you break it off, like, umbrella, like right. the Gihun did, uh, which is the hardest one. I mean, they have all kinds of crazy shape, but nowadays they have all kinds of shape. But back in the day, yeah, if you do, like, a star, then you break off exactly like that, and cool. they give you a free one. Interesting. Yeah. But I remember when I was a kid, I tried to do it at home one time, mm-hmm. and what you do is you just put some sugar in a ladle. Mm. And then put it on the stove and just stir it real quick. And then so sugar start melt 
and then it oh, kind of gets caramelized. Okay, gotcha. And then you put it on a like cutting board or something, and then just press it down, right? Right. The thing is, you have to re- really adjust the heat. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just gonna burn it. Right. I literally burned the entire, ladle, <laughs> almost burned burn down the house. Aww. You wanted to so, make it. Yeah. So my mom probably had to buy a new ladle. Yeah, the uh, the making of caramel is all about the temperature. Right, yeah. So you have to get the right temperature and, and, and cook it and not burn it. Right. It's the secret. So yeah, it's a... Uh, and it's, what's interesting is, I think now kind of standard word became dalgona because that mm. was the word that internationally got popular but each region like Seoul had different name for it and like you go to different cities different oh, regions really? they all call it differently like yeah hmm that's interesting <laughs> does it taste good that's my question I don't know like I still it's not for me do you remember the taste yeah 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 it's just burnt sugar right burnt sugar it's like <laughs> a burnt, burnt caramel gotcha like I said, if it if you see like a burnt caramel ice cream, it sounds right. really cool, right? But yeah. yeah, it's not to be like a foodie item. I mean, now it is. I've seen like really crazy Dalgona coffee design and <laughs> flavor and all that. So, so really, that second round, um, the candy game is supposed to be something fun, and you get a free one. But instead, you get killed in the show. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> And here's the third one, or the extra one. In the show, the, the participants were given less food all of a sudden for no reason. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. And I'm pretty sure that was another mini game. Right. So they can reduce the number of participants overnight. Gotcha. Because they knew people will kill, fight, somebody will get hurt. Right, something will happen to steal right. food. Yeah. So I look at that as a actually like a mini game. Yeah, I can see that. And then there's a actual official round three, which is toggle word. I think for me that was really just this. This is the game that got me. Yeah. Like wow, I don't I don't know if I can watch this show. Kind of you know. That was the moment that really hit me hard. Like, whoa, okay. Because <laughs> the way the whole team just dies immediately. Yeah, and just, you know, yeah. the, everyone kind of falls off. That Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of scary. I thought it was neat. I mean, getting past the, the realism of, you know, all the death. And if you can get past that and say, okay, I'm rooting for this team to win. Or I'm not rooting for this team to win. Or... You know, you're involved in that moment. Right. Right. And that's the suspense. And yeah, you want them to win. And and they talk about strategy in that, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. was interesting to think about strategy for tug of war. And I think that's what we like to see in characters. We like to see people that are creative and smart. So the old man figures it out, right? He's an expert. And then they also are kind of the underdogs, right? Mm-hmm. They set that up because it's women and older people. So that was kind of a, yeah, that's kind of a, a hero moment where we're like, oh, yeah, we, we want them to win. But then the other side of it, like, you can't get past the fact that, oh, well, there really isn't a winner here because all these people are dying, you know? Yeah. So the reason they do, they picked the tug of war is 
because this is the game that all Koreans play as a kid mm. and also even as an adult. It's a popular game for um, you guys have like field day in American schools, right? Yeah. So Koreans have field day at least once a year right. or sometimes once every semester, each semester. And it's kind of like the highlight of the field day. They do like tournament. Right. So grade by grade or like class by class. Teacher versus students. Something like that. Yeah. So it's a really big thing and everybody just comes together and they, before the game, they all have meetings like, okay, what's our strategy? That's exactly right. what's happening. Oh, cool. And when you like start working for a company, when you have a job, a lot of companies have like bill day, day or employee, like nice. party day, something like that. And they all have like, you know, some mini sports game. And right. Pretty much always ends up with the toggle or something like that. Maybe different department, maybe accounting versus sales or something like that, you know? Right. So they, yeah, they talk about strategy and who's going to win and who's going to be on the front. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, who's going to be on the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you win, you feel good. Everybody comes together as one. But right. in this game, in this show, they die. Death. <laughs> what about marbles? Round four. Have you seen those marbles in America? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the little marbles themselves? Yeah. Or just marbles games? Like both. Marbles itself or... Marbles, when I was a kid, it was something my parents used to play. Mm. So I learned a little bit, but most of the kids my age, we didn't... Like, some of them did. We would play it, but it would just be like, oh... You guys were that's, rich. Americans were rich. Of, <laughs> I mean, they were... At that point, though, they weren't the original glass marbles. Yeah. So what I liked and what some kids liked was you would just have a collection of marbles. Uh, so like the pretty shapes and colors yeah. and things inside. And so there were big ones and little ones. And then there, my parents, my mom, I think she would tell me that these are like real glass marbles. Like these are ones that you know my, I used or my parents used. But the, the, how they make the marbles changed. So then they weren't really... You know, special. Hmm. But, but do you know how to play? Yeah, there's a couple of different marble games. Yeah. The the one that I remember the most was you make a circle, and then you have the little marbles, and you each get a big marble. And, hit, little, and you try to hit them out, yeah. all your guys out of the circle. Yeah. yeah. And if you hit it out, you get to go again. And that, right, was, right. that was the basic marbles. Uh-huh. But there was there was quite a few. And we the thing about marbles is you could make up your own games. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, it didn't. There are so many things. Yeah. There's you things can do you can do. You just like, got some some balls and yeah. you know little little balls or whatever. Yeah. I think this game. I mean, yeah, like you said, I think that's most Koreans played. This is also kind of like a boys' game yeah. as a kid. Um. So I don't know too much. But I also like a lot of my childhood friends were boys. So that's the only reason I know. Right. Um. But in this show, I think this was just so shocking for both the participants and the viewers because you pick your pair your teammate right and then you would think because they had just played tug of war so when you pick a team you would think you're gonna do something together to win the game but literally you become a pair to kill one or the other yeah that was a big mind twist yeah I think there was actually a participants they were married couple yeah and of course they're gonna be the team right right and then (laughs) they have to kill like either husband or wife has to die well i think that was a good 
good point, uh, a good time to put that in because you just kind of had this feel good moment like, oh yeah, they're maybe they're going to make it through, you know, they're together. Yeah. And then it's this, it's like, oh no. Yeah. And because like real. those people literally yeah. just came through the tug of war yeah. as a whole team right. or maybe, you know, like. It's like, this isn't about teams, guys. Yeah. Let me just show you what this is really exactly. about. It's about one person at right. the end. It's about how bad you want that money. Right. And think about what you wanted, like, in the beginning, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I know. So that was kind of big. Uh. Okay, round five, the skipping stone, skipping glass. Yeah, I don't remember that one in the show. It's supposed to be like a kind of like a runway, glass runway, but it's supposed to break. Oh, yeah, if you... okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I've never seen that before, I don't think. Well, in Korean, it's just like literally just stepping stones. And because Korea is so mountainous, right? and there are a lot of little streams here and there, so and very rocky everywhere. So back in the day, they just used those stepping stones. So to you're just cross. like crossing over a creek or something yeah. with the stones. Okay. So that's basically huh. the idea. And then like, I know when I was a kid, you know, we'll go like camping or hiking. And then I like, I had fun like crossing like. You know, I didn't like nature. I wasn't a nature person as a kid, but yeah, I just liked. Right, and you would do that as a game format, like with your. You other could, friends, yeah, like you could with friends. And like, if you lose, you games. just fall in the water and you get <laughs> wet, right? <laughs> no, if you lose, you just have to step back. You okay. can't come forward or gotcha. something like that. You know, or it, maybe it doesn't have to be game. It's just something that brings childhood memory. Right. You know. Also, this game kind of reminded me of, uh, do you know the back in the day video game Lemmings? Lemmings? Uh huh. Maybe it wasn't popular in America. Maybe some listeners might understand. It, it, was, a, it was a computer game for me when mm. you had like a dial up internet and back in the day, like mm-hmm. a fat computer. It's called Lemmings. And it's, it kind of looks like a Minions, the yellow Minions. Okay. And then there are like hundreds of them and they're just going there's they'll only move forward so in a way you have to like make the um like a bridge or make the ladder oh. or something so they can move forward and they're kind of like a pipe game so they don't get stuck or whatever. but then like if no if you don't do it right way they all kind of fall and die <laughs> oh wow and the, the graphic was really it was pretty graphic now that i think about it huh. and maybe that's why i liked the game but also like didn't play too crazy because oh. you can literally see like it, it shows like a blood a little bit like wow. when those little minions fall yeah, maybe I remember seeing that. I don't know. But then the reason it I sounds familiar. it reminded me of Lemmings is because by this round, round five, mm-hmm. the VIPs were watching them. Oh, that's right. They invited all the big yeah people the rich guys to from, gamble on and yeah. take their pick. That's right. So you're literally watching and having fun with these people falling and dying. Right. And I was thinking like. I, I, I couldn't remember what it was, but I was like later, oh, it's like Lemmings. Hmm. And they kind of brought me the same feeling as a kid, like why I didn't like the game too right. much. Um, I think it was on my dad's computer, and I think that's just really why I played. And um, But, okay, so here's a really crazy thing. I found this Korean website, mm-hmm. and I guess he's a mathematician. He calculated what's the probability of crossing that a glass bridge based on the the show based on the show based on the number of participants by the time so he like um, he organized how many people 
Right, how big it was. And were left at the time by round five. He did and the math. Was he Korean? Yeah. <laughs> so he like made a chart of who's left and who's not and how many people were dead by then and all that. And by round four, he made a... Because if you if you're first, obviously there's a greater chance of you not knowing which one's right. You know, gonna fall, so you die, right? So naturally, number one, you're gonna mo- most likely die. But then number two, maybe like by number nine, better. But we don't know. Like we can only guess. Yeah, I guess it's better later. The better. That's the only thing I would of probably course. say. Right, because they've cleared the path for you. <laughs> but this guy literally figure it out by the number of participants left by the time (laughs) and it's the whole chart he made a spreadsheet and then he explained um his method behind this Uh wow i don't even know the i don't even know the like the terminology he used in this but basically if you're last then yes you and then he said n minus one um divide by number of (laughs) like okay whatever but the bottom line is if you go after 19 people, uh-huh. uh, you're 100% going to win. Huh, cool. Past the game. You know what this reminded me of was the movie uh, Indiana Jones. Ah. When he goes into... Uh, he has to go... He Oh, no, it was the one where he's getting the cup. He, he basically would go in these tombs and there would be traps, right? So he'd have to go through them. But mm. one of the traps was you spell... It was like a riddle. It was like the name of the Lord. Hmm. But then you go to spell the name of the Lord. So you think, oh, Jesus. (laughs) But it doesn't start with a J in Hebrew or Mm. whatever language he was talking about. So you had to know the first letter. And like, basically it was tiles all over the floor. And you had to jump on the letters to to get to the next one. So you have to spell. First of all, he had to know the riddle. Yeah. It was just seeing the tiles. And that popped up. And then it was like, oh, wait, how do I spell this correctly? Yeah. From the original text or whatever. So then he does it. And then, but if you hit the wrong tile, that's when the tiles would fall off. And then he has another bridge that he goes on where it's like, He's, you can't see the bridge. It's invisible. Got it. It also reminded me oh. of that. And so the only way to see the bridge was um, you had to trust in the Lord. That was the that yeah. was the idea. Yeah. You had to trust yourself or trust that the Lord is there. So when he puts his foot out, it lands. And huh. the thing is, it was just the perception from where you were. It just Got looked it. like it wasn't there. So what he did was he goes and he grabs some sand and he throws it on so that you can see that it's actually a a path. You know, all these things you're talking about reminds me of Indiana Jones' game that I played. (laughs) (laughs) Which is based on the movie. Yeah, it is. I I knew it was based on the movie, but I think maybe I was too young to watch the movie. I did watch the movie, but maybe not full version. But I love the game. It was was back in the day, computer game. But But that's... uh, I know, uh, yeah. This is very similar. Right. But yeah, so there's a whole stepping stone game and... That's so funny. I think the main character Gihun, he was nineteen, I think, 16. or sixteen. Yeah. According yeah. to this Korean mathematician, he says sixteen has ninety nine point ninety three percent of surviving rate. Right, which is good. Which is good. So he, that's why he passed. Well, yeah. Once he found out he was last, he realized that oh, I got a shot at this. Yeah. But then they threw in the time thing. 
where they had a time limit, remember? Right, right. So this mathematician guy, he also throw that into he's... Of course he did. Um, and like I said, I don't even know the terminology he used in this calculation, but basically he said, <laughs> if you go 19 after 100% surviving rate, and our main Kihun was 16. Wait, so what's the percentage for the first one? Zero. No, it was actually not zero. Uh, 0.00038% wow. of yeah, surviving rate. Theoretically, he could hit every right one. <laughs> You know, by a very narrow chance, yeah, or winning Mega Million already, right? And the probability obviously gets greater chance of survival as you go down. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like number ten was how many percent? If you go tenth, you have a fifty-nine percent chance. That's crazy. That's really funny. And the one after was the the Squid Game. So the last one was the Squid Game. I do remember playing something like you draw on a like a dirt ground. Right. You draw some line Field and old or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then some play shape. some game, but it wasn't Squid Game. But like I said, you know, Dalgona, you know, different regions had different name for Dalgona. So maybe like Squid Game is a different version of the version I played. What's the word they use? What's the Korean word for that? The the Squid Game. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, like I, I'm actually not familiar with that shape. But on the show, do you remember? Same. It's literally Ojingo game, oh, which means squid. Okay. But it could have been something else, like you said, depending on where the region um, the name could have been a little different. Well, in Seoul, it's called Dangtamoki, which mm. means like a um, acquiring land game. Okay. Now that I think about it, it's hilarious because Korean real estate is crazy. So <laughs> you grew up as a kid, you're playing this game, acquiring, acquiring land. land. And then when you grow up as an adult, you actually literally, that's all your life, the, what you uh, spend your life for. The Korean, the parents were preparing their kids <laughs> yeah. at every moment. They're preparing Early childhood kids. education. Learn how to obtain land. But yeah, that was the game I remember playing as a kid. But the lines looked different. The shape looked mm. different. So it wasn't Squid Game. And I actually never heard of that word. But huh. maybe different region like, I don't know, Busan, which is like furthest from Seoul. Um, maybe they called Squid Game. I don't know. But um, I feel like there's actually extra game. Yeah. When Gihun goes to see the old man. Yeah. They kind of have mini bet right there. It's like they're looking down at the homeless guy on the street. Oh yeah, that's right. And they said, "Well, I bet no one's gonna come and save that guy." That's what the old man says. Right. And then they kind of bet everything on that little short moment. Then at the end, Kihun wins and the man dies. Right. And I feel like that was another kind of mini game because the frontman Yi Byung-hun character was watching them from behind. And I don't think Yi Byung-hun would have killed him, um, but I think they would have, like, you know, made him, forced him to become another frontman or something. I yeah. don't think they would have just let him let go. him walk out. Right. Yeah, I th- I think there would have been some ultimatum. Yeah. But I think that's uh, that moment. I remember thinking, you know. Even, yes, it, it's another game, but at the same time, that's, like, all all it is for him, you know? Mm. His life is just, like, I, I already kind of won. 
you know, mm-hmm. I made money, I did whatever. At this point, it doesn't matter. It's like I have to entertain myself and <laughs> I have to figure out some way to give myself meaning. So even in his dying moments, he's still just like, you know what? I know human nature like this guy, you know, yeah. that's all he can see. That's all he can think about. Well, I also remember the conversation between the two and Ki-hoon accused him like he right like why do you have to do this like how can you even do this right. something like this and and the, for old man you know it doesn't matter who won or who who got killed and whatnot and um, how Ki-hoon turned out to be as a winner because right. Ki-hoon is not living the life with the money right and I think the old man what he was saying is that it doesn't matter how you're living because I I already ruined you. You know, you won the game is already making me win. Right. Because just that he played and won. And now he's mind yeah. he's a different man now. Yeah. You know. He's changed him. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what old man was going for. He just yeah. likes to play the mind game and he kinda of, in a way tainted this guy. Right. You know. It's kinda of like war. It's like how can I how much you can't you, undone yeah how much are you going to do like right. how much are you how far are you going to go outside right. of yourself yeah to show who you really are yeah as a human or whatever so i have a question yeah what was the most chilling game for you i don't know i think i was more um outside of it i wasn't uh i think the first one was probably the most like jarring because the red light green light was just i mean there's like there was a lot of death in the first game right like wiped (laughs) out like half of them i think i can't remember exactly but that was probably the most jarring because i thought maybe it would just do one or two you know i didn't realize everyone that moved is going to get shot and it was like that was the everyone after that i was kind of like okay yeah i'm prepared (laughs) you know i know this is going to happen so Um, yeah, I think, I mean, we can talk a lot about this show, um, human nature and, you know, dark nature and some good nature. You know, there's a, this Pakistani character, he's an illegal immigrant just working with no visa in Korea. Right. But he helps Ki-hoon in the first game when he like almost falls, you know, he helps him like, cause he grabs his clothes and like, dude, don't move, you know, I got you, you know. So... There are moments definitely that you see like humans are good, you know, we're good. This kind of goes back to the conversation with me and Mary about whether humans are born evil or good. Right. But it's, yeah, I think we can talk a lot about what the show is trying to say. Um, But yeah, I think I just wanted to throw in my perspective and something that I could explain with my background like the games and why yeah. certain games were picked and uh, what the references and the music, the recorder. Um, I'm pretty sure that was recorder. Yeah. Um, all Korean kids. I don't know. Like <laughs> nowadays, you know, yeah, the current generation the instrument. Yeah. But that's the instrument you all learn. Right. And I remember I like, I didn't go anywhere without my recorder. Wow. I'm sure that was so annoying for my parents and anyone you <laughs> around it. me. I carried it everywhere. Wow. Yeah. So I played good, it huh? all the time. <laughs> like, all the time. 
So, yeah. We had that in America. People had, like, the kids, they had it. But I traveled a lot. I moved a lot when I was a kid. So not every school I went to did that. Yeah, but see, like, Korean, like, it's government. Yeah. Yeah. It's the free education, government education. So, like, it's the same curriculum every school. So all, every kid's around my age and my generation at least right probably still um they all learned how to play recorder yeah um and i loved it and so that's definitely the sound that you associate with childhood uh-huh oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah i remember going to a certain class and it was probably the first time i saw it and uh the teacher was like, okay, it's time for the... And everyone knew, and everyone went and grabbed it. And I was like, what is this? What we're doing? <laughs> and so that was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. But they all had a reference to it. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to go play the recorder now. Okay. So, again, um, we can just talk forever about the show and show us message. But I'm definitely not doing an hour today. I know that. So you're doing under but an hour. I'm doing under two hours. Oh, that's good. Yeah, under two hours. Maybe you can just cut out all the stuff I said. Um, I don't think so. I think I, if I, if anything, I'll cut what I said. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to? Do you think I explained enough for from Korean perspective? Yeah, I think so. I think the way that you view the show and the show's message is very Korean. Um, my point is that. You know, when we hear about some crime, we feel differently when it, the crime involves children. Mm, right. And I think that's what's happening with this show, right. the Squid Game, at least for Koreans, because all the games, music, and you know, the idea behind this show is everything is child, child, um, and everything's related to childhood memory. Right. It's all children's stuff. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And that's why I think, like you said, would you watch it again? Like, no. And I think it has a lot to do with it. Like, it's so horrific. It's so terrific. I mean, (laughs) horrific. Hooray. Hooray. Horrific. Terrific. I don't know. I think you need to go to bed. Horrific. Yes, I think you're right. Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. So next week, after this... February 13th. Yeah. We'll start something new. Special episode. Episode number Celebrating 20. 20th. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you. Which means Mary's going to be on a little break. Ah. Yeah. I like um I like talking about this though. I like the I like talking about the show. I think that's one of the big things that makes it interesting is that there is a lot to talk about. And it provokes ideas and thoughts, you know? Squid Game. Just one final thought on that. Great. Thank you. I don't know if I understood what you just said, but it's okay. I know it's late. You can go to bed. Good art makes us think and talk about it, right? I don't know. I'm not an artist. (laughs) So whether you watch it again or not is not the object of the art, perhaps. Perhaps it's the fact that it raises the question and the ideas in your head to want to talk about it and have to talk about it with someone else. And what does this mean? You know, and how does this make me feel? And what is this about? 
I think that's the important thing that you come away with. Excellent point. After watching something like this. You sound very intelligent. It just, there's a little spark here before I fall asleep. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to grab You know, it's of scientifically it proven. I heard that. Um, right before you go to bed is when your brain function is the, like a, at best. Yeah, okay. I heard that actually. So that's my moment. I'm so when they say like now. when you try to study, like try to study until right before you fall asleep. Uh-huh. And when you wake up, that's the like the stuff you studied right before you fall asleep is the clearest in your head. I don't think I've ever done that before. <laughs> that's interesting. Good night. Good night.